0: Managing and optimizing cloud costs mistakes every IT finance manager needs to avoid. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of the Cloud Collective Podcast. Today, we will discuss one of the industry's hot topics. My name is John Kuntz, and welcome again to this special edition of the Cloud Collective Podcast. Today, we'll be talking to FinApps experts, Catherine Lynn as she shares valuable advice for those embarking on a FinOps journey, especially for the pitfalls and mistakes that many IT finance managers make before they ever get started. Welcome to the show, Catherine. It's great to see you here today.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me, John. Very excited to be on the
0: podcast. Awesome. This should be some fun. I've been working with you for a while, and I know you are a wealth of knowledge and uh, can't believe <laughs> dive into some of these topics. But before I do, I like to say everybody has a story or a backstory. So tell us a little about you and your story or your background, your education, your experiences. Where-
1: sure. I've been with Kindro and IBM for the past five years now. Started as an offering manager for a cost management tool and eventually moved to morph this entire application to a service led on financial operations, thin ops. Prior to that, I had my MBA at USC, focused on technology commercialization. And before my MBA, a whole life of other careers, I've done market research. I've been in data analytics. A little background about me and you know, I've always been really interested in how technology can help make our lives easier. Certainly, the applications that we manage here, as well as the service, is helping our IT financial analytic groups as well as the executive teams in any of the business functions and the operating functions in the IT organizations.
0: Awesome. I knew that backstory of yours, and it's pretty impressive. I, that's why I've always enjoyed working with you. Let's start with the benefits of having good visibility into your IT organization spending and, and the overall financial performance of an organization.
1: The first thing that comes to mind for me is you don't really know until you can't see what you're spending. Having that visibility is the first step to getting your control and understanding of your cloud spend. And especially the type of customers that Kindle works, we work with very complex systems and environments, not just on cloud, but also on the hybrid cloud estates. It just makes sense that we try to consolidate and aggregate the data so everyone can see the same thing and be on the same page. Then part of FinOps is really about driving that cultural transformation, shifting left so that our development teams, the engineers, look at it from a cost perspective. And by giving that visibility to the edge, to the consumers of those infrastructure services, that's Mm -hmm. where the importance is. getting them to be aware and understand what their budget is and how to spend it wisely. I think for FinOps, if we think about it, about the whole concept of FinOps is about connecting the dots between the different stakeholders, having that visibility across the executives, the IT finance groups, the operating groups, and the development teams. That's where you can actually make something happen and collaborate better together.
0: Super you bring up a, a interesting concept and i just want to make sure our our listeners and our viewers uh, know about it you mentioned shift left and there's been a lot written about that it's another one of the industry trends just give us a quick 10 second conceptual de- definition yeah. view of it
1: the way i think about it from a finops context on the cost per- perspective is empowering like the engineers to be one, able to understand where they're spending and how much they're spending. And two, if there are ways to optimize, they should be able to have the ability to do that on their own. Without going through the chain of commands to looking at it from a more programmatic programmatic way, you're, you're able to empower your engineers to, to, to act on build optimization, yeah.
0: I think what you're saying is, it's really giving the entire organization Not only the tools and the technology, but the skills and the processes so that they can push these critical business processes earlier in the development cycle so that they don't have to necessarily come back later and either re-engineer it or retool it. Then Instead of having an IT finance person focusing just on the, the cloud spend or the IT spend, that engineer has the ability, the developer has that ability, or the business unit has that ability to address these things before they get out of hand, if you will, especially on the financial side.
1: Absolutely. And taking care of some of those automations from the edge is already a huge improvement for the IT organization to work collaboratively and be able to optimize some of the other higher value chain type of Services.
0: I know you're really involved in FinOps.org and some other professional organizations and you're starting to take this knowledge and this experience that you've gained in, in the world of FinOps. Let's spend some time talking about people are jumping on the FinOps bandwagon. Yeah. What I found in that, in my, my travels is that there then people make a lot of mistakes. I think where you're coming from is you've seen some of those mistakes and give us some advice on what they are and how to avoid them. I want people to be able to Start this journey, but I want them to make sure that they've got a guide like you that can definitely give them a, a good perspective. On what it's important what to do, but it's probably sometimes way more important to know what not to do. What
1: not to do. Sure. Let me think about that. A lot of things are coming to my head right now, but I'm thinking about just maybe one or two or three real yeah. mistakes that I'm hearing from our customers or just the practitioners from the FinOps Foundation community. And just a little plug there, I've gotten Kindrel to become a member of FinOps Foundation, which is really awesome. We're contributing and we're doing a lot of great work and collaborating and trying to align our services to their best practices. I keep hearing from some of the practitioners and customers, our potential customers, that they really want to focus on savings. And one of the big misconceptions about FinOps is that it's a cost-saving process. They're all really focused on trying to bring down their cloud bills. And I I get that. You have a ton of different types of development teams and business units working off of different cloud and you want to make sure that they're not overspending. However, I think the real value that comes out of FinOps and this whole operating model is about maximizing your savings from overspending, but then also making the most out of that dollar that you spend on, on any cloud services. So one of the mis- common mistakes is that the motivation from our customers could be that, oh, I want to make sure that I save 30% on, on cloud infrastructure, whereas really the whole value is the governance and the cultural change aspect that really can make your whole financial governance model more sustainable in the long run. Although savings to reinvest is how we want to m- pitch it that way, because eventually once you get more confident in your cloud bills, you want your engineering groups to be leveraging more cloud services because that's where the agility and the innovation really plays into why we continue to to cloud
0: everybody wants to save money but at the end of the day that's the one and done right? i think what you're saying is that it, as you get into an initiative yes you'll save money but you'll it's not so much that you'll cut the bottom line is that you'll be more efficient in the use of the money you're spending yes then you'll be able to move faster and more quickly and address the business needs in an optimized way what else do people do that gets get some in trouble i
1: Let's see. The other one is, I think sometimes we're around Synops or even just IT in general. We're always so focused on the tooling aspect.
0: I was hoping you would say that.
1: (laughs) Um, Sometimes when I'm in conversations with customers, the first thing they ask is, what tool are you going to provide From what I've learned so far in all these virtual summits with BenOps Foundation and even in the recent annual conference is that there is a ton of tools out there, almost too many. I was laughing and joking with my coworker about this, that we were so demoed out at the end of the conference because all we saw was just demos after another, how we can forecast, how we can do budgeting, how can we do allocations of containers, costs, et cetera. Really, you just need to figure out what tool actually match back to what you need in your organization. If your company is in the crawl phase, like very premature FinOps phase, you don't need um, a forecasting model in that tool to help you run chargeback and showback, for example. So really just making sure that you're focusing on who is going to provide that service for you, whether you're building your own team, does your team have that discipline and the understanding of what's matter in FinOps to actually bring up that more operating model in your organization? Or if you're hiring someone like Kindrel or any of the service providers, understand where they can bring value from their people and the processes so that in the end, you're not just left with a tool that you're only using maybe 10% of its capabilities and not really getting down to the, the real value
0: of the ops. Yeah. That, that's fantastic advice, and I can totally concur. If I had $5 every time I watched a client or an organization buy a tool and implement like one-tenth of its capability, all of a sudden start looking at why they even spend this money, or I never got the benefits that the software vendor told me I would. I learned many years ago, back in the 90s, when I ran a T-service yeah. management practice... The tool is certainly important or the technology is important, but unless you've got the skilled people and the knowledgeable people and the business or the governance processes that you're going to fail. We used to call it the three-legged stool. You've got to have all three legs of that stool or otherwise if you have only one or two of them, the the stool falls over and you're not successful. What I'm hearing is, don't just think you can buy a tool and have a FinOps uh, initiative. It takes time, understand your requirements, evaluate your skills, your governance model. All those things would probably behoove you to start with before you even consider spending millions of dollars potentially on somebody's technology. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, that's exactly. It. Don't be. Full by the shiny object that's out there. You really need to go back to the basics and understand what your requirements are. Jump too far ahead and think that you need all these fancy capabilities until you really need them. That's how I see it.
0: I think if our our listeners followed those two pieces of advice, they'd have, they'd be well along their way in in getting an an initiative off the ground. Any others that that come to mind?
1: Maybe just one more thing. This is pretty basic when you start anything. You want to just start small. The way that the FinOps Foundation describes it is there's crawl, walk, run. So you're at the crawl phase. Start small. Be agile. Be able to learn from mistakes and understand where you actually need help. The way we think about helping our customers on their journey to FinOps is we start with maybe even one application or one cost center as a pilot. And then that way we understand how to collect all that data, how to optimize that data, how to identify all the stakeholders around that cost center to create that operating model and the processes in place. And then you continue to work off that and expand that best practice across the entire enterprise. That's how we continue to improve.
0: I love the crawl walk run analogy. Uh, I, and I And I think the other thing is that you don't have to do this by yourself. You can help supplement your skill sets and your, and your business processes along with the understanding what technology is needed. All right, yeah. so as we wrap this up, is there any other advice you would give someone that's uh, considering uh, embarking on a ThinOps journey?
1: Yeah, the first advice is, you know, I would recommend going to ThinOps Foundation. It's been such a huge collaborative community that I've been involved with. Everyone's just so passionate about FinOps and optimization and how to run the governance model in their own company. And a lot of this is practitioner-led. Ask a question on their Slack channel. Literally everyone will want to jump in and try to answer. I think just getting started in FinOps Foundation, read up the framework, read up the capabilities would want to relate, uh, you know, understand the requirements compared to your organization. I think that's a really good start. Secondly, the other advice I would have is it's really important to get some type of executive buy-in and sponsorship at the very beginning to champion your program. So if you're a FinOps practitioner or from finance team and you want to run a FinOps program, get someone who can buy in on your, your mission. And I think that's helpful to one, get access to the right data, to get the right stakeholders involved because all of the, the reason why you want to run FinOps is to make sure that all the stakeholders are able to collaborate better together and make better real-time decisions on optimizations And so I think executive buy-in is very important.
0: That's awesome. Those are two great pieces of advice. So I want to wrap this up. I want to thank you so much for being such a great guest, great interview. Willie will put a link to Catherine's a LinkedIn profile in show notes, mm-hmm. want to reach out and connect with her or ask her some follow-up questions. We'll also put a link to finops.org for those that want to explore a little more um, of what, what it's all about. And, and, and they do have some well-thought-out thought leadership and ideas. Again, it's a .org, so it's a not-for-profit organization. Is there any other advice we could give people that are just want to get, learn more about how to get started with FinOps?
1: Yeah. If you need some help, Kindrel provides assessments and quick pilot implementation type of projects. We have consultants you can engage with and just quickly understand what you need and how you, how you can get to where you want to be.
0: I've seen as i poked around that Kindle has a pretty good section on the Kindrel Bridge that's dedicated to FinOps. We'll put a link into the FinOps section of Kindrel Bridge, where you can uh, look at some white papers, some case studies and get uh, comfortable with what's going on. These are just more industry articles. And then if you so need to at some point, I think you can even book a consult with a subject matter expert, such as Catherine. Thanks again. Thanks for sharing, and thank you to all the IP finance managers that are in our audience for joining us for a a fantastic presentation about the mistakes surrounding managing and optimizing cloud costs and the real truth about how to avoid these and how to get started. So again, I'm John Kunz. Our guest today has been Catherine Lin, and thanks for joining us on this edition uh, of the uh, Cloud Connect. Podcast and talking about managing and optimizing cloud costs. Thank you.
1: Thank you for. Ha-